And moving on to Nigeria now, where President Mohamedou Buhari um, earlier took uh, the oath of office at Eagle Square in the federal capital territory of Abuja. And this is Buhari's second and final term in office. He was re-elected on February the 23rd this year, having secured over 15 million votes against the main opposition People's Democratic Party's Atiku Abubakar, who garnered 11 million votes. Uh, take a listen to the inauguration ceremony. Oath of office of president. I, I, Muhammad Buhari, Muhammad Buhari, do solemnly swear, do solemnly swear, that I will be faithful, that I will be faithful, and bear true allegiance, and bear true allegiance, to the Federal Republic of Nigeria, to the Federal Republic of Nigeria, that as president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, that as president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, I will discharge my duties. I will discharge my duties to the best of my ability. To the best of my ability. Faithfully. Faithfully. And in accordance with the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. And in accordance with the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. And the law. And the law. And always. And always. In the interest of the sovereignty, in the interest of sovereignty, integrity, integrity, solidarity, solidarity, well-being, well-being, and prosperity, and prosperity of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. That I will strive, that I will strive to preserve. To preserve the fundamental objectives, the fundamental objectives, and directive principles of state policy, and directive principles of state policy contained in the constitution, contained in the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, that I will not allow my personal interest, that I will not allow my personal interest to influence my official conduct, to influence my official conduct or my official decisions or my official decisions that I will to the best of my ability that I will to the best of my ability preserve preserve protect protect and defend the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria and defend the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria that I will abide that I will abide by the code of conduct by the code of conduct contained in the fifth schedule contained in the fifth schedule to the constitution of the federal republic of nigeria to the constitution of the federal republic of nigeria that in all circumstances that in all circumstances i will do right i will do right to all manner of people to all manner of people according to law according to law without fear or favor without fear or favor affection or ill will affection or ill will that i will not that i will not directly or indirectly directly or indirectly communicate communicate or reveal to any person or reveal to any person any matter any matter which shall be brought under my consideration which shall be brought under my consideration or shall become known to me or shall become known to me as 
president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. As president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Except as may be required. Except as may be required. For due discharge. For due discharge. Of my duties as president. As my duties as president. So help me God. So help me God. And that was President uh, Muhammadu Buhari of Nigeria taking the oath of office and uh, sound there courtesy of Reuters. So for more on uh, this inauguration and uh, the uh, prospects uh, going into this term, we are joined on the line now by a reporter in Nigeria, Collins Nosa Atuhingbi. Thanks so much for speaking to us this afternoon, Collins. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Collins, first and foremost, why did it take so long for the president to be inaugurated? Uh, the elections were in February, and we are now at the end of May. Why does it take so long? Uh, it, is, it is done in such a way as to allow certain things um, to be taken care of. For instance, there are some legal tussles, though some have not been cleared, especially the one involving the president and the main opposition leader, Atiku Abubakar, uh, it was thought that the period between uh, the elections result and then the swearing in which is today uh, would allow for the resolution of the legal processes so that um, while the president is in office, uh, you know, there won't be any need saying, well, you didn't win election, so you come down and then he's gotten out and another person comes in. Unfortunately, that's not been done. But principally, the fact that the 29th uh, of May had been set, not today, but from uh, previous times, as Nigeria's um, Democracy Day. Uh, It's a day that a lot of things in political arena had happened in Nigeria. And so every new president takes office on the 29th of um, May. And that has been the status quo until this time. Very interesting there, uh, Collins. Collins, now, um, if we look at uh, some of the challenges that Buhari faces, and, and just going back to his first term, there was much criticism, especially about the amount of time that he spent outside of Nigeria. Uh, can you just uh, bring us up to speed with that particular development and how Nigerians are seeing this going into his second term? The, for the time he spent outside, well, he said had in I think about 2011 said old age uh, would not um, uh, allow him to perform as required. He wished uh, he was president as at when he first came in as a military head of state. Uh, that was then. Well, being old age, uh, he's susceptible to old age uh, uh, problems uh, arising from maybe lifestyle, uh, the things he took upon himself for uh, during his military days, active military participation. And uh, coming back to, to politics, it's certainly there, you know, the, the uh, wear and tear on the body system as he grow older. Those things are there. So it was expedient for him to go for medical checkup. Uh, quite a number of Nigerians felt that uh, it would have been for somebody like Buhari that came in on a very high profile. Uh, it would have been necessary for him to have beefed up the medical system in Nigeria so that nobody would need to travel on a uh, medical uh, tourism. Uh, he had promised that, but uh, we're yet to see that. Uh, 
His performance in the first time uh, had mixed feelings, uh, particularly uh, with regards to uh, the life, the safety of life and property of Nigerians. There's a continuous, uh, that is the continuous loss of life in the hands of um, um, headmen, Boko Haram, other terror groups at different points in the country. And uh, he's being criticized now, criticized now particularly that uh, there is this uh, um, report that government want to set up a, a radio station, an AM radio station, primarily to broadcast in Fufude, which is the language of the headsmen and the terror and, the, and uh, most of the Boko Haram members. I mean, Nigerians are worried. Why set up a radio station for a group that has been decimating Nigerians and causing havoc in places up to the killing of pregnant women? You read them open, you kill children, and these people are not stopping. So these these are there's a very big criticism there. Uh, the drive against corruption is being criticized because uh, it will appear as if he has not done anything practically acceptable. There are many people in, his, in, in, in the ruling party that have corruption cases. Uh, for instance, the national chairman of the party has a case uh, reported to the uh, ESCC, the Economic and Financial Crime Commission, and it has not been uh, looked into. So many reports like that, and also when some people who were in opposition who had cases of corruption, by the time they cross carpet moved to join the ruling party, the case seems to be going nowhere. So people are beginning to wonder if the president had not been condoning corrupt people and uh, giving a green light for them to, to, to continue. For, your, for, for, for my own outlook, this is personal. I do not think the issue of corruption has abated, and I do not think the government has tackled that well enough. It is expected that in his second term, he will give time to fighting corruption and fighting it properly. Uh, the, there's been a lot of losses in the courts. Uh, you bring someone to court for corruption, and government is prosecuting, and by the time you know it, with evidence, technicalities, and the court tells you, well, this person is not guilty. Mm. So those things need to be checked. And then uh, the issue of headsmen, because it's not limited to just the north. What we're having in north is not... Here in, in southwest of Nigeria, for instance, you find you're traveling on the road, they just stop you. What do they speak? They're speaking Fulfude, the language of the Fulani. And they tell you to come down. And you come down from your vehicle, they kidnap everybody, take your money, they kill whoever they want to kill, and things like that. They are in the bushes. The Yoruba community, uh, the pan-Yoruba uh, organization, said there are about 1,200 live cells of headsmen in the forest around them, and the, the, each of the cells is heavily armed. So one is expecting that uh, security will be built up in a manner as to make it possible for people to work freely and to be able to travel freely. People transporting arms with, with uh, motor, uh, under motorbike seats, people transporting arms uh, through vegetable stacks and things like that. The army has done excellently well, let me tell you that, in the fight against uh, insurgency. 
That is true. But they are underfunded. You need equipment to be able to do this. And with the vote for defense, one would expect that proper financing, proper management of equipment, men and equipment, would be uh, done. They have suffered a lot of casualties also, and, uh, you know, all of that. Certain mm. parameters that are expedient for Nigeria to function, which so many politicians are calling for, including restructuring of the national system, should be looked into. These are some of the things. Well, and uh, quite a lot it is on his plate. But thank you so much uh, for outlining that for us. Uh, reporter in Nigeria, Collins Nosa Atoyengwi, and uh, talking to us about uh, what uh, the incumbent now, Mohamedou Buhari, will be facing. And of course, like us here in South Africa, he's battling to keep the lights on in Nigeria and uh, uh, pretty much, uh, you know, also struggling with an economy that is slowing down in Nigeria. And interestingly, um, as he's voted back into power and uh, this was of course uh, billed as a battle between uh, two septuagenarians between him and At- Ab- Abu Bakar Atiku and of course uh, Nigeria's population uh, their youth population they have 60% of their youth under the age of 25 and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they progress beyond this point.